All right, everybody. Well, welcome to today's webinar, Raising Lean Thinkers in a Lean House. I am Morgan Wright. I'm the Customer Marketing Manager here at Kinexus. Uh, today, I'm happy to be joined by Karija Sakanogo as our presenter today. Um, additionally, I will be sending the link in the chat uh, to the slides uh, to follow along. Okay, so let me go ahead and quickly introduce Karija Sakanogu, our presenter today. Uh, Karija is the founder of Brains Consulting. She is originally from the Ivory Coast of West Africa and now resides in West Virginia with her family. Uh, Karija has over 20 years of experience in project management, operations management, customer service, and accounting. Um, additionally, she is certified in Lean Six Sigma. Uh, she has her black belt and a project management professional. Uh, her educational background includes a bachelor's in accounting and finance, bachelor's in technical management, a master's of science in project management, and she's currently attending the Helm School of Government at Liberty University as a PhD candidate in public administration. So with that, I will turn things over to Karija and she will dive into and at the how and why she found it beneficial to raise lean thinkers. Thank you, uh, Morgan. And then thank you to everybody that took time today to attend the webinar. Um, it's a pleasure for me to be speaking about this subject. That is, that's a passion for me. Um, thank you for K-Nexus uh, for organizing this webinar. So uh, my name is Karija Sakanogo, and then I'll be speaking about raising green thinkers in the Lean House today. Uh, a little bit more about me, more than wonderful over the most essential, but I'm just going to summarize. Uh, I started my career as a flight attendant for six years because that was a key dream. So I had to do it. Uh, then after that, I, had, uh, I was fortunate to work in different fields. Uh, banking, um, uh, production, logistics in US. That's where I discovered the lean management. So I was seduced by everything about the approach, um, the human values, um, the efficiency, the, the effectiveness of every tool that was implemented in this uh, organization. And I decided to um, create a business consulting uh, organization that could promote everything related to lean in French speaking country in West Africa, because that's where I am originally. So we're doing everything regarding uh, con continuous improvement of project management. And then I'm facing right now the biggest challenge uh, of my career is to make sure I'm a PhD survivor. Uh, it's not easy, uh, but I have to do it. I'm working on my um, on my thesis right now. I can see the light on the tunnel, so I'm almost done. Uh, the subject that I decided to uh, present is potential impacts of lean culture on public administration efficiency and effectiveness. So anyone in the audience that knows a little bit or a lot about this subject is welcome to uh, let me know so I can get in touch with them and then learn from them so they can uh, increase the value on my on my work. So that's a little bit more about me. Thank you, uh, Morgan, for introducing. 
the objective of this uh, webinar is to share with you all the core values and the dimensions of lean management that I can that can ease uh, parents' world. I want to share my opinion uh, from my experience because I'm raising four kids. The oldest is 14. I have 11 after that. One that's eight, and the little one is a girl. She's uh, five. So most important for me, besides sharing my opinion, is to get your feedback. Uh, if I would be very uh, happy to get your experience about the subject. I'm sure most of them, uh, most of us as lean practitioners or professionals already started to implement uh, lean at home, but I decided to go further by integrating it to the kids' education. Uh, the agenda, I, I, I'm presenting two, three parts. The first one is really seeing lean thinkers, the how and the why. Uh, the second part is an exploration to my lean house, as I call uh, my house. Uh, we'll, be taking, we'll be taking a virtual tour to the house so you can see how the lean house looks like for us. And then uh, how my kids are growing up as big thinkers. What did I notice that make them different from uh, some another kids or another family? So how did our lean journey start? It started with a short story. Uh, one day back from work, very tired, I was watching TV when the kids were all eating at the table together. And I could hear the little one crying. So when I asked uh, what happened, uh, everybody replied together. She's crying because she thinks she's in trouble. Uh, so I got the incident fixed. Everything was fine. I couldn't even uh, scream or yell at her because she already cried uh, as much as she could. Um, then when everything was over, I reflected on the situation and I told my, I told that if they were able to give me the same answer at the same time, uh, that means probably there are rules that are there. Uh, there is probably a standard that make her think that she's in trouble before I even start talking about it. So I was relating that to the professional work. And then uh, so we might be able to create standards, standards that can make everybody agree or about what is normal and what is not, how we get in trouble and how we save in troubles. And then referring to Taishi Notebooks, that was he was saying, standards should not be forced down from above, but rather set by the production workers themselves. So I thought, okay, I should let them create their own standards so they can get involved from the beginning and get willing to serve those standards and apply them. Uh, one example of that uh, type of uh, initiative is um, get making them choose their own rules. Okay, I'll show an example in the next slide. Uh, so our first steps, in our, my family with the kid started with standardization. So last year for Christmas, everybody had the, the wish list. So the number two is NASA, that's her name. Uh, in her list, she has an overboard. So she said, I want an overboard. And for that reason, she got a reduced list, a shorter list because the overboard was more expensive than any other uh, gift. 
And once she got her gift, everybody wanted to use it. Some of them more than her. So those are a small conflict we have to deal with. And then I decided to buy a new one, a second one, because before, just so we can share it more easily. And it happened that the second one was more fun than the first one because that one got light, sound, so they were fighting over the new one. So I say, okay, you guys need to figure out rules about how to use both overboard. So I sent them downstairs and go check, go figure out. So they went together with the overboards and they hang a, a list of rules that I went later to check on and I started smiling. Uh, I just want to share you quickly with you. The first one is the white overboard's ownership name is NASA because she's the one that asked for the first one. No fighting with them. Wait your turn. No screaming. Everyone gets 15 minutes before the next one. Have fun and do not break them. So that made me smile because uh, they were able to figure out how to be fair with using the little bit of resources they had. Uh, relating that to the work environment is what the Lean Approach is always calling to people to get involved with creation of the standards, with how we adjust them to the reality, how we take uh, into account the constraints so we can make these standards that work for everyone. Um, and that story reflected exactly what uh, that quote of Joseph Durand that say without a standard, there is no logical basis for decision making or taking action. So they were kind of confused. They were frustrated about how to use the overworld, but because they edited themselves a, 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 a list of standards, they figured out how to do it correctly. So our first step were with standardization. How I'm raising lean thinkers, I'm going above standardization, right? Um, another quote, I'm a, I, I love quotes, so I share always a lot of quotes in the presentation. Uh, one quote from Dubois said, children learn more from what you are than what you teach. So because I'm a passionate of lean, it was easy for me to integrate everything related to lean at home like many of us, uh, I mean, I'm not the first one to think about doing it in my house. So in our personal life, we all notice that it's useful, helpful to be uh, thinking lean when we do anything. But beside that, what I'm trying to do is to show them the terms. Uh, so they don't know the exact definition of lean, but in their understanding, everything that's organized, clean, smart for them is lean. So if someone had to fix a closet, one of them will fix it and they will say, look, mommy, this is so lean. For them, is a way to express how uh, satisfied they should be with the cleaning. So I'm okay with that. I mean, for me, if they know every normal situation that related to excellence is lean, I'm okay with it. So I'm okay to let them go that way. Uh, I'm making sure they know exactly the difference between what is normal, what is abnormal, and then take action when it's abnormal. So that's something we face in organizations. Uh, people can see situations that are not normal, but they don't think it's their responsibility to step in and then do something. So I try to make them think, okay, this is normal, this is not, you have to take action. 
Uh, another point is about productivity. So uh, the way they use time or the way they, use, they see time being used around them. Uh, my oldest one was 14. She came back one day from school and said, Mommy, you know, our lunch process at school is so unproductive. So I was surprised that she was using the word. And I say, why do you say that? She said, because the, long, the line is long. We have to scan, uh, do fingerprints before getting our food. Once you get the food, you on the back of the line, sometimes you only got five minutes to eat. So I think they should make a, a different way of doing it because that is unproductive. So hearing those words for me is a good start. And that's the way for me to help them think about living every, everywhere. Another aspect is the core values. Yeah, for me, one thing that seduced me about doing lean, deploying lean everywhere is the fact that we are trying to promote a certain type of values uh, that related to us as humans. One of them is respect, like respect for people from the Toyota production system. For me, it's essential for my kids. They have to be respectful to everything. Even when they disagree, there's a way to say it uh, because you have to say it respectfully. So it's hard, but I did trying. Another thing is ethics, uh, acting like everybody's watching you, uh, thinking about this is fair, this is not. Uh, everything related to uh, fairness, everything related to valuing human being, uh, all those together, I call it ethics, and that's what, how I show them. You do this because this is ethical, this is not. So that's how I'm training them to the words uh, before they get older. Uh, and the last part of the way I'm raising them is to show them some of the dimensions of the lean uh, approach. Uh, the first one is resources optimization. As a parent, I mean, we always do that. Don't waste the water, don't waste the electricity. Don't waste the food, finish your plate. So everything related to what you have, you have to make sure you manage it efficiently. Uh, excellence, try to be over, um, always the first, good grades. Uh, if you play a game, try to be good at it. If you're running, you do sport, try to be good at it. So trying to make my thing, I have to be excellent all the time. Anticipation, yes, I always ask them, if you do this, what will happen? So in certain situations, prioritization, that's a good one because uh, uh, it's not easy for them as a kid to figure out what they have to do first. So when I come back from home, I want to play. Uh, should I do my homework first? Should I take shower first? Should I eat first? So they have so much to do. So I try to help them figure out themselves. Depending on the days, you better do your homework before you eat depending on other days. So I try to create that flexibility in the way they act uh, so they can be better organized. Multitasking, that's the one I love the most because um, I will always send them to do three, three things. Uh, go in the room, get the, the comb, go in the bathroom, get this. So they're like, okay, what do you want me to do first? You figure out. So that's always... Um, tricky for them. That's what I noticed. And I enjoy doing it because I see the panic on their eyes anytime I say, okay, do three things at the same time. Critical thinking is every day. Why? Uh, mommy, I did this. Why? Why? Can you please stop saying why? And then that's, 
so they can just think uh, more than what go deeper in their reflection, go deeper in uh, their comprehension. And problem solving is they will always come to me with a problem, but I will always tell them uh, what do you think we should do? Uh, what do you do in this situation? What do you think is better to do? I will do that first just to get their, their opinion before sometimes suggesting something or I'll, or I will let them just experiment it to see uh, how it comes out, how it works. So this is how I'm raising lean thinkers with the terms, the values, and the dimensions in uh, our daily life. Now, why am I doing all this? Um, John Novak said in one of the quotes, uh, with Lean Six Sigma, the tools are the easy part. Changing organizational culture is the hard part. We all noticed it. Uh, we'll talk about all the, the benefits related to lean management. But when, when we don't have a, 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 a lean culture in the organization, it's hard to get results. Why I'm doing it? I'm doing it to prepare them for their professional life. But I'm also doing it to make um, their childhood easier. So I want them to be a good child. I want them to be good professional later when they wake up. I don't know uh, the growth. I don't know in which organization they'll be working, but I want them to be those that will be building uh, a good organ, a strong culture wherever they'll be working. Um, I saw a link about organizational culture that I found very instructive. I shared it on the study, probably the last one, um, that talk about the strong culture. Different parameters can describe a strong culture. Um, the three that I wanted to share uh, is those ones. The first one is shared beliefs and values. Um, uh, in a strong culture within an organization, everyone tends to share beliefs and values. Uh, the trust and co cooperation is enhanced, and then the decision-making processes are inclusive. Uh, what I'm trying to do is to prepare them for those uh, uh, aspects that I found very important. But how I'll be reaching that is to design, shape their own uh, personality as humans. So the human nature uh, should be uh, easy. Should be people should be uh, un to understand that behind culture diversity, there's a lot of value to learn. And we should be able to get from each value, uh, culture the most important values and build our own personality as a human. So that creates the inclusiveness. I'll give, I'll give my example. Uh, I'm originally from West Africa, uh, Cote d'Ivoire, and in Ivory Coast, the culture is the way uh, good humor is something normal. So everybody is usually every time happy, right? So I, I, that's my intake. That's something I keep uh, preciously in whatever in my personality and my attitude. My mom is from Guinea. In Guinea, the culture is the way most people are very perseverant. So the conditions can be very hard, but they try uh, their best to get whatever result they want to achieve. In Senegal, where I did part of my uh, college, 
pride is important, not the bad kind of pride, but the positive one that makes you go one step further, the one that makes you be one always be the first, the one that makes you think you're the best, you should achieve the, the most. And then in US, what I got out, I will never give away his ambition, right? Uh, you have to be ambitious. You have to think I can achieve this and I want to do it. One proof is when moving in, I wasn't thinking about getting a PhD, but because I'm here, the culture is different. I'm thinking I have to do it. So the organizational culture should be uh, a way where diversity is welcome, just because we can learn from each other culture and create a better human nature that can... Um, leads to a stronger culture and then uh, easy everything that's related to redeployment. So I'm preparing them for that step by showing them that culture is important by integrating all I know from my culture, my husband, themselves because they are American, together to create a better, a better kind of person that should be able to be productive uh, in any type of organization. <laughs> And the feature to my house. This is my land, my in-house, similar to the uh, the lean transformation, transformational framework. My house, my house have a, at the top of my house. I always put the standards because I think for their age, what they need to learn is about standards because they're the raw product. Uh, they come up. They have to be transformed in a certain way. They won't be perfect because there is no perfection in Six Sigma, right? But they have to be close to perfection the way uh, they become good professional leader, good human being in the society, a good person in their own family. So this is my transformation. So for the age standards, is the most important. How are we creating a standard? Our house have two pillars. The first one is the beliefs. So our beliefs, we won't experiment that. I got mine from my parents, from my religion, and from my culture, the one I just mentioned early. So that's how I create that into standards, and they just have to take it. There's no experiment. So I would say we do this. They will ask why we do this. I say just because my mom says so. And then we go over. So why are we doing that? Because my dad was doing this way. So those are things that they don't experiment. And on the other side, then they have the experimentation zones where they can experiment everything they want. Uh, I will guide them sometimes. Sometimes I won't. I let them fail so they can learn from failures and they can learn from successes. Both pillars are necessary to find the good standards find them, uh, change them when they need to be changed, uh, adjust them to the reality, and as they grow up, maybe. The standards are so strong so that they think they apply to everyone. I'll give you a quick example. Uh, one day I told my boy, uh, he said, mommy, can I sleep with you? I said, no, you have to sleep in your room. Everybody sleep in their room. And he said, okay, so why is daddy sleeping in your room? So, for him, well, that's the standard. If that's the case, why it doesn't apply for someone? So sometimes I have to explain that very standards and those conditions that go with, right? In the organization, is the same. But some of the procedures have to be explained better so people can understand. 
my foundation is respect, as I say earlier, for me is the most important. Respect yourself, uh, respect your your siblings, respect your parents, respect everybody outside, your teacher, uh, the rules, the standards, the culture, the religion. So they have to be respectful of everything around them is the most important. So I would say if there's a sentence that summarizes my in-house, I would say united by standards uh, because my kids are born from the same parents, uh, but they have a lot of differences. They have different personalities somehow, uh, sensitivity too. So standards are the way for me to harmonize um, every, those differences and create a world that's more stable uh, for them. We, string, uh, we have a stronger family identity because we know what, how we look like. We know our standards. Uh, when they go on vacation to their cousin, I would say, okay, when you get there, they have their own standards. Don't try to change yours, but you have to accommodate them because you, they, you in the house, right? So they ask me, so you don't let us do that. Why auntie ask, let the kid do so-and-so? Well, because it's auntie, that's the way she 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 thinks is better and have a different way, we have a different way. So that's sometimes tricky to make them understand that it's different. Increase kids' independence. Yes, with standardization, I'll develop step in with all the dimension. I will make them step in to do act because mommy won't be always here, daddy won't be always here, you have to step in. And then the last point is sustain our beliefs. Yes, uh, I got a lot of the beliefs from my culture, my mom, my dad. I got some from my religion. I don't want it to disappear. With the lean house, I'm trying to make it, uh, to sustain it and then transmit it to them so they can do the same with their kids. Hopefully, uh, they'll do it. Last slide for you is uh, growing up as a lean thinkers. Uh, this picture is the one that I share months ago with the woman in me. They enjoyed the picture. Uh, for me, that picture summarized everything I want them to do uh, because I'm integrating everything that's related to lead to their education. Uh, learn from each other, support one another, be happy together. That, that pose wasn't easy to make, right? I was just sitting, watching them, and then they had a common vision. They said, we want to do this. Uh, all you have to do, take the picture, right? It was a lot of try. They helped each other. Uh, one side was done before the other one, then they had to help each other. Uh, humility to fail because some of them fall down. They pick them up. They, okay, let me retry. Uh, care for all because they want all of them to be in. Uh, it's not such a life. You can't just go and decide we do it. No. So I was looking at them, uh, and then once I got the picture, all those feelings came in, and I'm thinking probably uh, is the best way to do it. So it's hard to, it's very challenging, right, to uh, raise kids, uh, and then at the same time going to school, at the same time having a job. Uh, I would say with Lynn uh, in my house at every level, me, my husband, the kids, uh, every in our daily life, that makes things much easier because they understand what are the rules and the responsibility in all this going on. That 
that's one reason why I can travel so far for two weeks, okay, and let them go to school because they understand. I mean, they grown up already step by step. Some of them understand. There are challenges everywhere. And then I will be happy to hear from you all the feedbacks, how you uh, think that can help or is already helping and then learn. So thank you very much for listening. And then thank you, Morgan. Thank you. That was wonderful. I love that photo. They are just so precious. Thank you so much. <laughs> okay, real quick before we jump into Q&A, I just have a few announcements as we close up. Um, we'll go, yep, to that webinar slide. So um, those of you who have been here before, you know that you can find all of our past webinars at kinexus.com slash webinars. Um, and additionally, you can sign up for our future webinars. So right now, our next webinar on the books is our training team office hours that are for customers only. And you'll see that our new training and enablement manager, Brittany Courier, uh, will be hosting. So some of you may know Brittany as our uh, past support person, but now she's actually transitioned to a new role. We're really excited to have her in that role. She's awesome. Um, additionally, typically, uh, the training team office hours are Thursdays. At, at one one Eastern, I believe. Um, but next week, uh, it will be actually Tuesday instead of Thursday. And those will be from 11 to 11.30 Eastern time. So just note that change. Um, additionally, uh, Kinexicon, our user conference, is coming up here in two short weeks. So those of you that are attending, we are so excited to see you guys and meet you guys in person. Um, and if you aren't attending, we hope that we meet you next year. Okay, in the next slide. So um, additionally, the blog at kinexus.com is the home to boast our improvement and our customer blog. Uh, so if you're not already subscribed, you can go to blog.kinexus.com to subscribe to both or either of those. And then finally, we'll jump to the next slide and we'll talk real quick about our podcast series. So please listen, subscribe, rate, and review via your favorite podcast app, or you can find us at kinexus.com slash podcasts. So the audio from today's webinar will be available there as well. And then now we will jump to our Q&A. So we'll jump to the next slide and we already have a few questions coming in. So First, uh, the first question is from Annie, and she asks, at what age do you recommend starting with children? Um, and at what age have you found to be most, have, have you found that they're most receptive to the lean principles? So thank you. That's an excellent question. I asked myself the same uh, questions uh, months ago. And I was thinking, um, once you get out of the hospital after getting your baby newly, um, you always recommend it to have scheduled time for eating, for changing, uh, so to create a habit, right? So those are the basics for me. Uh, the baby's already uh, understanding that, okay, I have a time for it. So that's already standard that they have to follow. And then there's some flexibility depending on how the baby's sick or not. So for me, there's no age. Um, anytime you feel like they have to understand uh, some of the values, they have to understand that 
uh, it's important to have to be organized. You should go in and then do it. Uh, some of them, for me, is easier because I would say my oldest is 14, and I use her as a leader. That's my secret, right? I use her as a leader uh, so she can help me in bringing the other ones to the the the, the approach and implementing. So that's another thing that makes it easier. I'm assuming with one kid, it might be uh, challenging, but always find what is essential and then start with the basic. So for me, respect is the, the most important. So how do you think we have to be? We have to follow what we say, right? Uh, so those are examples, but any age, depending on uh, how smart and clever is your kids. That's what I can say. That's fantastic. Uh, our next question is from Andrew. He first thanks you. And then he asks, do you recommend or do you use a tracking performance, i.e. chores chart, uh, music practice, brushing teeth to show and motivate a desired behavior? Yeah, so not those specific tools, but you have to create a way to motivate them. Okay, so I, I figure out with mine, uh, they like having fun. Like you say in the chat I show you, they say have fun. So everything, brush, uh, brushing timer to make them have a specific routine that can help. So another thing is they're always looking for improvement, right? They get tired of the same thing all the time. So they're very creative for that reason. So it's okay to introduce everything that make it fun. Like I say, uh, even if they don't know exactly what is it, even in organization, we don't always know what's Oshin Kanway, what's Gen Babel. We do it because we understand the, 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 the benefits of doing it. So you can introduce all those elements to make it fun so they can understand, okay, that's a fun way of doing it and be motivated. So it's a good question. Yes, you can do it. That's great. Uh, Andrew also wrote in that... Um they at their home uh, put in a colored rubber band on glasses to indicate which one belongs to who and <laughs> yeah. each of them have a different color because the glasses are identical <laughs> yeah that's fun yeah that's so a cool good. suggestion yeah it is it is a good so we that's what i'll probably try that one so thank you for the good <laughs> yes thank you andrew okay our next question comes from sabrina and she again thanks you for your inspiring webinar and she asks, what is your best tip to engage children in lean and to spread your enthusiasm? Ooh, it's hard. <laughs> I would question. say I, I play a, a role model. So good question, Sabrina. I'm the model, right? Um, I try to be, they learn more from what I have. I am than what I'm saying, right? So I try to uh, show them, okay, this is what we should do. And the way I'm enthusiastic about it, the way I reward them from doing it, that's something that helps me make it easy too. So big children like rewards. They like recognition, right? So, oh, you say good job to Abiba. Why don't you say good job to me? So those kind of reflections make you okay. You have to motivate them with reward and recognition. As little as it can be, but it's helpful too. So they get enthusiastic about it. Awesome. Well, it looks like we don't have any more questions in the Q&A. So you guys keep writing in, but I have a few questions that I'd like to ask you. Um, so my first question being, 
Have you found uh, your kids to be resistant to any piece of lean thinking in your household? And if so, how did you overcome that? So that's a good question. I would say some of the the, the dimension. Uh, One that's very recurrent is finding solution, problem solvers, so finding solution themselves, right? Because I'm the mom when they come to me is usually to get the solution. They don't come to try to figure out how we're going to do it. They want you to give you the answer from you. (laughs) Yeah, so that's hard to make them, okay, so now you stop crying and let's figure out what we're going to do. Okay, so what's your options? So those sometimes it's hard to make them do that as soon as they're sad or they're crying. So this part is kind of difficult. And I'm saying even us as grown-up in organization, it's not always easy to think that I'm the one that's supposed to find the solution for everyone, right? Except for a leader. So it's the same thing with them. Yeah. So problem solving is a good one. Uh, hard, but I'm trying. Well, awesome. Um, another question. Oh, we just had another question come in from Yvonne. Um, she says, uh, some childhood development experts think that there is harm in over-rewarding kids. For example, everyone gets a trophy and there are no winners or losers. Uh, what do you think of this? Can you restate the question? I didn't So she, um, somebody writes in that some child development experts think that over-rewarding children can be harmful. So for example, a lot of times on sports teams now you see everybody gets a participation trophy instead of somebody who's the best um, mm-hmm. only getting the trophy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what do you think of this? Do you agree? Do you not agree? So it depends. Um, I would say it happened with mine too. Huh? Um, is the society, I'm going to say, where we in, right? Where I'm coming from, it doesn't work like that. Uh, you have ranking at school. Who is the first? Who is the second? Who is the last one in the class? We all know, right? Mm-hmm. That's the way it's made. The society is made there. So everybody can understand they have a rank. In U.S., uh, you have this culture that's where I figure out that there is no ranking okay they try to make you know everybody else understand that okay everyone is good everyone has value that's the way I see it. uh is mentally is good because no one no one gets uh, uh under no one feels like it's they frustrated now it's up to us as parents to see how we catch up how we make how we realize that okay, this this is not good, even though you get recognition for this, we have to work on this. So it's a way to avoid frustration. For me, it's fine because it doesn't limit the kids, okay? But at the same Mm -hmm. time, there's there's a lot of, there's a work to do with to help them uh, be the best, the way they're supposed to be and get that recognition. That's good advice. Um, I have another question for you. So what do you do differently with lean at work uh, based on your experience with your lean at home? And then do you feel like there's a difference in kind of how you engage with people and lead them? Yeah, so I'm saying I'm more patient at work. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, because I always think that, uh, like we say, the culture is the hardest part. But it always come from by the way from the way we were raised, right? Uh, the value we have when we were growing up. So because some people are missing that, 
That's why I make it challenging. So I'm more patient because I look at them and say, well, it's not the food, right? So we should help them uh, reach that point that I want them. So it's a lot of patience for me uh, because I'm learning from my experience with the kids that make it easier. And I'm understanding that we have to go to the basics first. Not everybody is willing. You have to get their engagement. Like Sabrina was saying, get them enthusiastic about doing it. Is the same at work. So I'm learning from them and then bringing that to workplace because it's the same uh, situation almost. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing. And the last question I have for you is, what would be one piece of advice that you would give to parents trying to kind of begin to implement lean thinking into their household? Uh, I would say everyone that knows about lean is pretty ready to do it at home, right? With the way they organize themselves. Now, when it comes to children, I would say you have to first observe them and see what they need more uh, from your own understanding and then start one thing at a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, mine was standardization because I think I needed to sustain beliefs. I think I needed to uh, get them independent so I can have time for other things. So that's that was my choice for my situation. Now, depending where you are, observe and then see what's the most important. Try to do one thing at a time and then uh, see if Problem solving is the most important for you. You can focus on that, but small by step, uh, small by small, step by step, you get it. So one thing at a time. That's my my advice. Great. Um, Annie has one more question for you in the chat here. So, what benefits have you seen as a parent personally from building uh, a lean house? A lot. Um, I bet. The, yeah, I lost my. Thank you for the question, Annie. You give me. Uh, you give. You're giving me an opportunity to talk about it. Um, I lost my parents when I was young, so my kids never got a chance to know them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because I I built that lean house, uh, there's a lot of stuff that's cultural that I'm teaching them. And I'm telling them it's from my mom or from my dad. Mm. So for me, that transmission is already uh, emotionally mean a lot for me uh, because they always talk, oh, mommy, dad was doing this or daddy, dad was doing this culture. So that's the first thing that I can think about it. And thank you for the question and letting me uh, raise that. And then the second thing is more time for me uh, because I have um, kids I'm raising with, as lean thinkers. I have a lean leader, which is my oldest one. So, of course, I get more time to focus on something else. Uh, she will, they can correct each other. If the uh, Ibrahim say, my friend did this, and the other one will say, but you're not your friend. You know, that's automatic. So don't try to do the same thing as mm-hmm. your friend. You know, so those stuff are very time-saving for me. I don't have to go through the explanation. <laughs> Well, that is great. Well, it looks like that's all the questions we have today and we're wrapping up a bit early. So Karija, do you have any final thoughts to share with everybody? So it, uh, of course, is a thanks notes. Thank you for the webinar. Thank you for being a good moderator. Uh, thank you for everyone that asked questions. I'll read a comment later on the chat. I didn't get a chance. Um, 
yeah, thank you. And then we need to help the society. We need to help the community by just raising lean thinkers. So when it comes to uh, change management, later is easier for those who be in charge, right? Because we know all now as professional, how is it is hard to be able to get people to go to change. Uh, with lean, by raising lean thinkers, we can help. Uh, so they can understand some of the basic of everything that's uh, going around now as strategies to build better organization. Well, fantastic. Well, thank you again for an awesome webinar. I know I thoroughly enjoyed it and it sounds like the audience did as well. Um, so remember, you guys will be receiving the slides and the recording here in the next 24 hours. Um, but thank you everyone for attending and thank you, thank you, Karija. Uh, travel you. safe thank home you and enjoy your time. I will. <laughs> thank you. Thank you to everyone. Bye, everybody. Have a great day.